0: Graphic scenes and political satire. Sense of humor required.
1: There he goes. A man's best friend. A boy's best boy. <laughs> times are tough. But why skimp on bumkin's dog food now? I feed mine doggy din-din. Real whole grains. Real beef stock. It might cost a little more, but consider the times we're living in. War. <laughs> Inflation disease. So why skim now? You might have to eat the old feller later. <laughs> doggy Din Din, a meal within a meal. It's a doggy dog world out there, so make sure your meat is marbled and raised with love. I love you so much, boy. I could just eat you. up. <laughs>
0: No animals were harmed in the making of this film. No
2: bossy. Let's just do breaking news, Double no bullshit, Double no or bullshit. NO BULLSHIT! <laughs>
1: my Yep. Save the hate, that was just a joke. I'm not gonna eat my dog, I will eat my dog if I have to eat my dog. But I suggest, for this Lenten season, you go down to American Coney Island and have a Pollock sandwich They're back.
3: Wait a minute. How did you guys get fish and I didn't?
1: Because you won't come out of your COVID cage. It's over.
3: I have a broken foot, Charlie. I can't get out if I wanted to. You broke it on purpose.
1: (laughs) You're such a COVID (laughs) chicken shit that you beat yourself with a hammer. You don't want to come out of your cage. The whole world's going on, Karen. Come on down to the corner of Lafayette and Michigan Avenue in Detroit and get yourself... A delicious cod sandwich every Friday. Uh, that's that's Pacific Pollock. That's a fresh tomato, lettuce, cheese, delicious bun. I'm going to leave it at that because... Pretty good. Look at the fucking guy. What? Huh? Man, the, Dude, do you understand what's going on in the world? And you're showing off shoving the fish in your face like Sorry. This. Okay, look. We're, we're trying to stretch this little thing we're doing in this basement in Ferndale, oh, Michigan. On the Um, lower level, yes And we're trying to go worldwide So if if we have some technical difficulties Forgive us But we're going worldwide We're going to Ukraine today Then we're going to the State House of Michigan Then we're going to Capitol Hill in Washington We've got GM We've got Ford We've got COVID we got the nursing homes But The world has its eyes on the Ukraine And I want to This is a great honor for me Agnieszka I got that, right? Was that good?
4: Yes, yes, thank you.
1: This woman, she's a Polish journalism for Talk FM. That's Poland's largest news station where she's the host of Worldview. And she is a complete badass. One of the world's greatest reporters and thinkers. Absolutely. She's covered everything from Myanmar to the Crimea, to the Arab Spring. And now she joins us from underneath a blanket somewhere in the Ukraine. Agnieszka, how are you, girl?
4: Uh, (laughs) Good, but not good. I mean, the situation here is, is, it's, it's, my worldview is collapsing and I hardly understand anything. Um, uh, It's really difficult to cope with what's going on here.
1: Let me start with this. You are based in Warsaw, but you're somewhere tonight in the Ukraine. Can you tell us where?
4: Yeah, I'm actually safe. (laughs) I'm in the western part of Ukraine, the part that has not been military attacked in the last week by Russian forces. Um, the attacks are concentrated uh, around uh, and on Kiev and um, southern, eastern, northern cities. The western part is still relatively uh, safe, and it's um, so. I, I am here, and I'm from that perspective, a safe. I'm trying to understand what is actually going on and how are people reacting and understanding and preparing for different scenarios. Of the war
1: are you trying to make your way to the nipro yes
4: yeah, that's what I was thinking my colleagues are in uh, Kiev I am I would say social war reporter I've always been more interested in uh, people's reactions and um uh, during the war uh, than the artillery itself. So my colleagues are in uh, Kiev, or I have uh, colleagues in Kharkiv. And Dnipro is also one of the cities that is still relatively safe. And it's one of the cities that is kind of organizing support for the parts of the country that are uh, fighting or trying to survive, as far as humanitarian um Um, support is concerned as far as uh, logistics is concerned. Dnipro is um, um, probably Taras will explain it better, but you you can sometimes say that Dnipro in these dramatic moments of um, history of Ukraine is also kind of hospital uh, for the front lines. So many people that get hurt or get killed, um, they are transported over there.
1: So my listeners here in the United States know if they want to consult a map, the Dnipro if you look at where it's at, it's in the east. That's towards the Russian border. It is more east. It's southeast of Kiev. It is northeast of Odessa. It, that's where the Russians are, are coming. They're coming.
4: You can say today it's good to underline it's close to Zaporizhia where the nuclear plant is based. The one that was conquered by Russian or Chechen um, groups, as the Ukrainians say, the one the the one that when it was being conquered, when it got on fire, actually got big part of the world really scared today.
1: So where are we? I mean, help us. You're on the ground. We're watching television. The the Russians have, Kyrgyz, they have uh I don't even know what's going on in Kharkiv. Their column is stranded outside of Kiev. Uh, Emmanuel Macron, the, the president of France, says he talked to Putin and Putin is saying he wants all of it. Where are we today?
4: Um, I'm not a military expert and I'm as confused and interested as you are. Here in Lviv, uh, when I talk, this is, I think, very important, uh, at least from my perspective to understand. And also there was a social poll that the first emotion that Ukrainians feel is anger. Um, in the West, people don't probably think about this war as a eight-day or nine-day long war. For many Ukrainians, it's at least eight years war. It started in 2014, and West European, West uh, Western Europe or US hardly noticed what was going on. But people still uh, here in Ukraine they more or less were aware that there is war, men were going on the um, front line. So when Russia fully attacked last week, uh, I think for many people, the reaction was, uh, we can't stand it anymore. We are so frustrated, we are so angry, we have to finally fight it. It's either this way or that way. Only the second emotion, as the poll says, and my experience when talking with people also tells me that only the second is fear. And um, so um, they are, it seems that the Ukrainian army is actually doing much better than Russians assumed and also than West assumed. It seems that not many people outside of Ukraine believed that Ukraine army can withstand um, uh, Russian empire, actually, um, attack. And um, so uh, according to this to the polls as well, um, majority of Ukrainians believe that they can withstand the attack. But I really am not a specialist whether they can, whether it's the full power of Russia, I mean, whether they can still. Attack harder. How much are they determined to do? As sometimes people refer here, Syrian scenario, which means attacking from air, just bombing cities and um, civilians. How bad is uh, Russian army? I mean, how how corrupted, how demoralized? Uh, when you watch these videos or memes that Ukrainians and Ukrainian armies publishing, uh, it seems that the, the, there is a there is a Demoralization. I mean, that many Russian soldiers are not, they don't know actually why they are fighting. They are not determined to do it. But I would not also underestimate the, the Russian army. So at this moment, really, when you talk to people here, at least in Lviv, but I also talk to my friends on phone, they assume every possible scenario. They assume that it may take another couple of days, weeks, and they are ready to win the war. But they also assume that it may take months and years, and maybe they will need to arrange and fight in gorilla underground, that the occupation is also possible. For people that I talk to, every scenario is possible. Also, that Russia will be able, military, to occupy the whole country. But the things they are saying, the ones that stayed, because remember, million people left within a week, It's exodus. Million people, mainly women and children, because men are not allowed to leave, left within the week. But the ones that stayed, men and women, they are all saying that they are going to fight, whether it was guns, if they have the training, if they have the experience, or, and this is very specific for uh, Ukraine, as civilians. Ukraine has had what they call Maidan. They have had the... um, They have huge... Um, experience with self-organizing, with revolutions, they are really good in adapting and organizing the resistance. So, I really don't know. Can I ask a question, you
3: know, with with a million people leaving, looking at the destruction, um, the impact on the psyche of the people in Ukraine, what does a win look like?
4: That's a very good question. Here in the Western part, where I, I, I would underline again, there is no immediate military threat. Many people tell me it's either them or Putin. People in the West, as I hear it, and as the people here understand it, sometimes um, perceive it as a Ukrainian-Russian war, which can be ended with some kind of compromise, like neutral Ukraine, Ukraine or Ukraine giving up part of the land. But for you, many Ukrainians, Ukrainians uh, I talk to, it's an existential war first with an empire. And as long as uh, there is huge Russian empire, they will not feel safe. So some people even tell me that uh, it's either the Russian um, political culture as it is or them, mm. that there is no... Uh, no way, there is no uh, place for compromise, because every compromise will only mean that the threat will be on, but it, it will come back 10 years later for their children, that they will need to raise their children to fight Russia. Of course, there is war, so so emotions are a, Mm, hi. I, I don't want to say exaggerated. I'm not the right person to judge it. But what I'm trying to say is that for them, for many of them, it's an existential war. Agnieszka, uh, in, in,
1: Agnieszka, mm-hmm. let me let me tell you what's what's going on from this side of the empire, this empire. This is some bullshit. Okay, look, embargoes on Russia. The Ukrainians are on their own. We'll send you some we'll send you some stinger missiles. We'll send you some anti-tank stuff. But we're still importing six hundred thousand barrels of petroleum product every day. Europe is still importing four, five million barrels of petroleum product a day. Russia makes its money; half of its economy is petroleum product. In this is what this is what my leadership says I'm quote this is from the white house spokesman we don't have a strategic interest in reducing the global supply of energy that would raise prices at the gas pump for the american people and around the world because it would reduce the supply available it's as simple as less supply raises prices and that's certainly a big factor for the president at this moment what this means is my brother god bless him i love him he lives on beach daily road when he gets up and goes to the shit and go we don't want him paying six dollars a gallon because we're in an election year if you wanna strangle this this guy called Putin this Empire it will take months but we gotta shut it off right now I don't believe the world is offering the Ukraine much except words and sympathy Poland 70 percent of his gasoline is coming from Russia Germany 65%, 65%, it's cold there, you shut that off, Poles freeze to death. We are stuck, are we not?
4: Um, I, you, what Ukrainians are saying, actually, many of them, that they are kind of soldiers fighting for the West. So they are ready to take the fight, but they need at least support. There are sanctions that are probably more than many expected. But from the Ukrainian point of view, as you say, they are not enough. They are not here. The the consequences will come. Now they are asking especially for military support for the no-fly zone that uh, West is not ready to enter as far as the energy thing i'm here in ukraine so i don't follow the discussions uh, that closely but as i understand there is some realization that um um actually it goes uh, also it's good for climate because there is um more and more awareness that um climate. using gas and oil from russia uh, is is actually making West dependent on Russia, but also harming climate. But I'm not ready to, I, I don't follow the European discussions being here so closely as to, uh, as to uh, what, what I'm trying to, I'm trying not to answer to your question because it's difficult not to agree with you. But on the other hand, we are where we are. So Ukrainians are, are, are asking for as much as they can, uh, for, mu- for as much support as they can there are sanctions more sanctions than probably many people expected now no fly zone is something they are asking for west is afraid that it will mean third world war many ukrainians and, and answered, you're polish we listen are.
1: listen you're polish and that means the war is right at your border you already poland look poland if uh, let's let's tell my people something about the great land of Poland and its beautiful people, was at a low simmering war with itself. The issues in Poland are very much like they are in the United States. Rural versus the city. Conservative versus the metropolitan uh, liberals. Uh, Money, debt, refugees, the whole, the same thing. And now... You're bombarded. I don't know. How are you going to care for a million Ukrainians when you're broke?
4: I, I will start, if you, if you don't mind, with a personal note. but I think it might be interesting for you. I was born in 1980, which means that when I was... Um, Uh, Growing up, when when I was graduating, Francis Fukuyama was promising me the end of the history. And I kind of believed it. I mean, Poland was supposed to join EU and NATO and was supposed to be rich and safe. And and, and that was supposed to be the end of it. In 2014, when I came here as a journalist again for Maidan, then I went to Crimea, that got temporarily annexed by Russia. And then I went to Donbass, that was uh, attacked by Russians. I understood that the, 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 the promise of Fukuyama is, is, is over. It's not true. What I'm trying to say is that I uh, thanks to Ukraine also, I, I got used to thinking that, yeah, we may have to give up our, um, maybe not give up, but at least uh, decrease uh, the, the comfort we are living in. It's not possible to keep up. The way we were living. As far as Ukrainian refugees are concerned, uh, not million is in Poland for now, but there are some estimations that if the war goes on uh, longer, we may have many more millions of ukrainians abroad seeking some <coughs> refugee so uh, how are we going to cope for now there's a lot of solidarity and enthusiasm in poland which is very interesting because a couple of years ago when uh, syrian refugees were coming and asking for help unfortunately many of the poles were not ready to support them now people in poland are really like g- helping people i mean it's it's amazing to look at it. I'm also afraid how long will we be able to keep up with it? How long? I mean, you many, many of my friends actually have um, Ukrainians at their own flats. How long can you live with people that you hardly know? How long will you will you be so About full of solidarity? I, I don't know. I think we are really I mean, many Ukrainians were telling me in the last years the the world is changing. And yes. it really is. And we we have to face it. This is this is
1: Monumental. This the, the, the domino effect that's gonna happen here. Now let me I wanna do this, because he's he's looking all nutty. If you're listening, you can't see, but I gotta inter- I gotta bring in. I gotta bring him in. Okay, he's a homeboy. A mm-hmm. You gotta meet my guy here. This is Taras Petro. He's from Ham Detroit. <laughs> Michigan, U.S.A. What up, Joe, baby? Okay, let me just line this up. He's a freedom fighter. He's of Ukrainian descent. His parents are immigrants to the United States. He shipped his 2003 Hummer to the Ukraine a number of years ago because he didn't want to pay registration and fees, you know, too many euros. So now this dude (laughs) is driving up been down the highways in the Ukraine in a 2003 Hummer in a blouse (laughs) that's half old glory and half Ukrainian flag shuttling people with Michigan plates. What's going on, brother? Charlie, hello to uh, Detroit. Anything to tell us. Tell us what's up, man. You're our guy on the ground. You are Detroit. You are Ukrainian. You've been to Kiev. First of all, let me do this, bro. On TV, all of a sudden, it's become Kiev. That's what the. How do you pronounce the capital of the Ukraine?
5: You mean Ukraine?
1: Yeah, Ukraine. Without the the. Yeah, United States. The Thank United you. States.
5: Come on. That 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 alone, Charlie, could start an international incident. <laughs> He's in a war zone making jokes. How do you
1: pronounce the capital of Ukraine?
5: Uh, cave.
1: Cave. That's a new a cave. Now, now, the Russians say Kiev. Okay. and the, We say Kiev. 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 Kiev? Kiev. Yeah, get it? Kiev. 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 Yeah. There's a Y and an I. Yeah. It's not Kiev. All of a sudden, we started doing that. I don't want to do it. Okay, listen, man. What have you been doing, brother? And you, you're out of your mind. <clears throat> Why are you doing it?
5: I'm staying alive. Trying to stay alive.
1: Extrapolate for me. I mean, what are
5: you doing with your days? Well, well, I I started my uh, last week very hectically. I was woken up by an explosion at five o'clock in the morning.
1: You can keep talking.
5: And ever ever since then, I I haven't, uh, I've been sleeping off. I just actually woke up about an hour ago because that's how uh, drained out I am. But uh, I usually sleep on two or three hours of sleep a day or a night. And if I'm not sleeping, I'm going back and forth between the border, uh, taking people to the border and then taking their husbands from the border back to the city. So are you taking people into Poland? Uh, no, just to the border. If I did that, I'd lose some time because it takes about uh, 45 minutes to an hour to cross the border. So you're,
1: you're evacuating, you're helping evacuate people at this point?
5: Yes, at this point. Okay. And the most I've had in the car at one time is... Uh, 11 people.
1: Now, how do you find these people? And how do you find petrol, gasoline, when I don't know what a, a H2 gets? What's that get about? 10 miles at a gallon? Uh, eight in the uh, city. Eight in the oh, city. Eight in, so, like, how are you even, how are you finding, identifying people, and how are you getting gasoline?
5: Well, it's actually very easy to identify them at the uh, border because there's not too many uh, large SUVs, black in color, uh, at the border. And, uh, whenever I'm there, uh, it's like they start swarming. you know, like that, uh, there was, there's a perfect example, uh, when the, the, uh, refugees were trying to get on the plane, uh, in uh, Afghanistan or Iraq to get to America. Yeah. They literally started running after the plane. It's kind of like that with me in the car. I got people running after the truck saying, you know, I, they just saw me get eight people in the car and they want to fit four more in the car. So that's, you're taking men back to Kiev and you're bringing
1: women and children from Kiev to the border.
5: Yeah. Well, not Kiev Lviv because Kiev is too too far away.
1: Okay. And how far is Lviv from, from the Polish border? That's uh, about an hour away.
2: When, uh, when these people get split up from their wives and their kids, um, and you're driving them back, are they just, I mean, I, they've got to be crushed because of what's going on, but are they also, um, just not excited is the word, but just ready for the fight. I mean, what, what is their mentality when they get split up from the rest of their family?
5: Well, they are, but they, they know, they knew the inevitable. Mm. They knew that, um, uh, they might get, get split up because there is a loophole in the system that, um, If you have mostly 18 to 60-year-olds aren't allowed to leave Ukraine. Men. But, yeah, men, yeah. But if you are a father of three or more children, then you can leave, provided you have the right, I guess, certificate, if you call it, or clearance, that you have three or more children. Or if you have a medical exemption from prior to when the war started, which means prior to Thursday then you are not obligated to fight or you're not obligated to be drafted. The problem is now if you don't have that uh certificate you can't get it because the draft office is closed, the passport office is closed, almost every single government agency in Kiev is closed. You can't we can't, you can't get your passport, you can't do any government business with the government because they're all closed.
3: Yeah well so what they, does that mean? Because who well, wait, be walking wait wait no, wait no
5: no, no 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 I'm not
1: interested in some men trying to get out of Ukraine. I'm more interested in the men that turn around and going to fight the motherfuckers that are shelling their homes and starving their people.
5: I'm more interested in, and not, in that. And not only that, but Charlie, there, I get people that, that uh, write me or call me. I don't even know how they get my phone number. They write me and call me saying, hey. Uh, I'm in this country or I'm in this city in America. Uh, I'm a former Marine. I want to come fight and help the Ukrainians. Well, it's kind of hard to uh, direct them as to what to do when I'm here and they're there. And plus, I don't know if this is accurate or not, but it's my understanding. If you take up an oath of a foreign army, you could lose your U.S. citizenship. No, here's
1: the
3: deal. I'll
5: tell you how
1: it works from here. You can fly into Warsaw. You can take the train to the border. The COVID requirements have been waived. You don't have, to, li-
6: yes. you don't
1: have li- to join the Ukrainian military. You can come in as a freedom fighter, as you're doing. You can do it if you want to do it. If you, well, all, all you Marines don't have to do the paperwork, get on a plane Land in Warsaw. They're very good. There's a taxi there. It'll take you to the train. The train will take you to the border. What's the name of the border town in
5: Poland? Well, there's, there's three separate borders that uh, hundred thousand people came through a couple days ago. hundred thousand people. Jesus. What's the name the of border, the border? The border that I was in, which is Medica, that's the largest border crossing. And the day I, the day, the the busiest day that I saw that picture I sent you. There was 35,000 people that crossed through that border in 24 hours. Fuck. Aga,
1: um, how much, how many euros does it cost to get mm-hmm. a train ticket from Warsaw to, what's the name of the, the border town?
4: Medikap. Or Medikap. Yeah, train. yeah and it's
1: seven kilometers from Femish. Okay. How, how much does that ticket cost?
4: It doesn't cost a lot. And I will add that the Ukrainian government is actually um, inviting uh, foreigners, not only of Ukrainian origin, but foreigners to uh, join legions. And um, uh, people can do it, and probably mostly through uh, well, embassies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought, Taras, wanted to add something. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was going to add something that... Uh, <clears throat>
5: Never interrupt a nun. This is such a, <laughs> this is such, a uh, such a critical incident that uh, Ukraine is even saying to their uh, inmates who are incarcerated that we know you're in jail, but if you want to fight for your country, uh, we'll let you out, but you got to fight for your country. Yeah, and and the uh, two days two days after the attack happened, actually a, a day and a half after the attack happened, I believe Saturday, there was five hundred thousand people alone that signed up for uh, Ukrainian defense.
1: Okay, the it. problem
5: the, the problem is they only had like seventy five thousand arms, so yeah. there's not enough military supplies to support the people that wanted to sign up. That's I I saw a report today that somewhere. In Nassau County, New York, the county the executive of that, of that county the fuck? Uh, told people. The fuck? The fuck is in Ukraine and he give me, he give me New York Daily News
1: reports. There you go, baby. I can, I, I can I, do I, that. I got to connect. I got to connect. The guy sitting in a motel hell over here drinking Coca-Cola <laughs> and telling me about what's in the New York Daily News. I don't care what's in the New York Daily News. Here, let me ask you. So, so, so anyways- like No, I was no, no, my it. program, my program. I will have you shipped to the front, motherfucker. You keep up with this.
5: Like I was saying- No, no, it. no, no, mute, mute, mute,
1: mute, mute Hamtramck. You know these guys. I'll go, these guys in the Hamtramck. I mean, I don't know where to start. I don't know where to start. Okay, okay listen I, here. Go ahead. Listen here. Tadas. I got a question. Are you carrying a weapon no, no, why aren't you carrying a weapon?
5: Uh, first of all, it, it's not a wise idea if you don't have the right documentation, even in a war zone, plus it'll only cause more problems.
4: Maybe I will add that, um, uh, there are two kinds of um defense, um. Ranks here. I mean, there's army, but there is also territorial defense. So some people, men, but on also women that don't have uh, experience, they haven't fought before, they have no experience in Donbass, or they don't know how to use weapons, or they still think that they are more helpful doing um, logistics, uh, communication, or any other thing. Uh, can join territorial defense. So far in the conflict, uh, Ukrainian army does not need that. I mean, there's enough people to fight on the front line. So they are also asking men and women as well to join the territorial uh, defense to organize, for example, uh, there is hardly any police in the city. Somebody needs to um, um, keep watch. Or uh, cities uh, like uh, Lviv, for example, you mentioned, uh, have not been attacked, but they may be attacked. So they need well, to... Well, I mean, and I have,
5: I have to add to that, actually, because when when this started originally, uh, Thursday, they, they already started having air raids Thursday afternoon or Friday morning. Uh, there was already Ukrainian... Uh, military, uh, national guards that were in Lviv, there was, you know, these kids aren't even able, it's, it's legal enough to drink in Michigan. And they're walk, walking around a town of point. 3 million people walking around with semi-machine guns, <coughs> ready to say, motherfucker, make my fucking day. I'll blow the fuck out of you. If you don't say polonitsa properly, because the key, uh, even the smallest thing, if, if the Russians were to come in, they give them a test. And if you can't say something proper, for, for example, I'll give you a prime example. If somebody were to come into Detroit and say, hey, man, I'm from Detroit. And then you take, you give them a sign and you say, okay, you show them the Kaju sign and they say Kadyuks, then obviously they ain't from Detroit because they can't pronounce Kaju. If they, if you show them Hamtramck and they can't pronounce it right, they're not from Hamtramck. Right. Now, let me so, ask you this, that,
1: that we were talking earlier, you have gone into Poland where you can get some petrol and whatnot. And they almost didn't let you out, right? Because, like, they think you're... They Ukra- you. Listen, Wait a minute, motherfucker. It. Let me set it up. God. Don't Damn. interrupt me. What, what the <laughs> fuck is... Interrupt me. Interrupt me. Oh, no, no. I, I'm going to make you look good, bro. <laughs> Come on. You're my correspondent out there. Okay. I'm the foreign affairs.
5: So mm-hmm. you... I, they, they can't they, because they I, need, almost, I need all the money I can for my,
1: to fill the Hummer up. So, you're right. How much does it cost? Wait, no. Tata, so they almost inducted you into the army thinking you're a Ukrainian citizen and that you can't well, well,
5: leave. Well, no, I mean, no, I have an American passport. I was born in Detroit, Hudson Hospital. But, um, shout out. Obviously, obviously, the Hudson Hospital part didn't, didn't convince them enough. And the border <laughs> guards, like, hey, Terrace, you know, well, she's talking to me in Ukrainian. And obviously, I don't have to answer her in Ukrainian because I knew that was gonna be a, um, an issue. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna speak English. You can't force me to speak Ukrainian. I'm gonna speak English. We're gonna see how this goes. So she's like, hey, you're Ukrainian, you have dual citizenship, we're not gonna let you leave. I'm gonna run your fucking passport and see if you do have a Ukrainian passport. And if you do, I'm turning you around. Uh, okay, now
1: let me do as this. Let me jump in here. We got a, a guest coming on. Is he, is he there? Because there's a little signal from Terrell.
2: Let's see.
3: Yeah, he just said he can't wait much well, longer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, is he there? Yes, he's there. You guys put him on for me?
2: Trying. Okay, see. Is, wh- he, is he
0: muted?
1: Uh, yes. Okay. Somebody t- somebody
0: I'm t- unmuted t- now. I'm unmuted.
1: My man, how you doing?
0: I'm good. So listen, you don't see my face because I'm entering a... Okay, yeah, I can turn it on. All right, hold up. Okay, cool. This, um, let me introduce you. Let me introduce
1: you. This is Terrell Jermaine Starr. He's a Detroiter, a journalist. He's now covering the war in Ukraine. He's out there, too. Okay, man.
0: There you are. How you doing, dude? How you doing? Real good, man. I'm, good you know, on. I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm actually um, with my good friend, Andre. We are taking uh, refugees from Kiev and going into Kiev, taking them out. And taking them to the uh, Slovak block border. So and I'm, I'm writing about him. So I'm just kind of going along for the journey. And then I'm taking people on Twitter along with the journey as well. Twitter and Instagram.
5: And I got to tell you, I got to tell you, Terrell, I talked to uh, Yolanda Cabell yesterday. She said you were crazy for still staying around.
0: Um, you know, man, it's like. Uh, you I know who I'm talking about, time. right? I think vaguely, vaguely.
5: You went, you guys went to the prom together. Well, gee. <laughs> the fucking high school prom.
1: Okay, do me a favor, mute us for a minute. The fucking high school oh, prom. We're okay. in the middle of a war zone. Are you talking about the high school prom? Would they play for the high school prom song? Stay away I to heaven.
0: My high school prom with the Yolanda Brantley. That's who I went to prom with.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, well, okay. while we're at I went with Mary that, Laperna. That, Shout out to Mary Laperna. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to human history here. So, uh, <laughs> Terrell, what
0: are you, what are you, what are you doing there, dude? And and how's it yes. going? Okay, yeah. So I, I'm here as a journalist, and I am covering this war basically from the human element of it. And so I have done a lot of television hits. um with CNN and MSNBC where I was on the scene covering Take news. you know, the aftermath of airstrikes. And I've also right now I'm, you know, I was, I was with a, you know, volunteer territorial defense unit. And I'm now with the member from that unit who is taking refugees from Kiev to the Slovak border, but I'm capturing all of this, all of these stories and I'm writing about it for Rolling Stone. I'm also writing and I'm also broadcasting, with msnbc and cnn as well
1: how's it going for the people man you're in in kiev and um w- what is it
0: like it, for humanizing it's it's, tra- it's traumatizing because it's constant air sirens and you're dealing with people who you know because the russians aren't circling this place so one of the things that you have to get used to eventually is possibly a russian checkpoint right and so you you know, the city is being attacked. Uh, it's being, you know, it's being, bom- you know, it's being, you know, strikes are going against it. But the uh, interceptors are hitting a lot of these missiles. So if it wasn't for those, if it wasn't for the air defense system, that city, the city would be a much grave, a much graver danger than it is. Um, but I but the people, you know, all things considered are hanging in there given the fact that they're largely outnumbered and their military is fighting very bravely and actually has spoiled a lot of the Russian offensive. But the thing is, man, is that one, they just have a lot more, um, you know, they, they just have a lot more missiles in their arsenal. And then they also just have more troops. So, you know, let me ask you this, bro. Let me ask you this
1: because well. you got the Russian disinformation as well. So you can tell me your own eyes, that the Russians are shelling civilians, apartment buildings, universities. They are. I
0: was there. Yes, yes, they are. In fact, I was there. Yeah, they are. And I I, I was on the scene, and I did a live um, broadcast from a building. Yeah, that was hit. Absolutely, they're doing it. And I've interviewed a woman whose house was destroyed by an air-to-ground missile attack. They're doing it, and I've seen it with my own eyes.
1: I don't understand,
3: man. It, Terrell, can I ask you a question? Are you afraid?
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I would be. If you're not afraid, you're stupid. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, told that, me, Terrell, so you
1: wrote thing. me this morning. You said, "I got PTSD." I go, "No, man, you got TS. You got trauma syndrome." Now, the post'll come later, man. You, this is war. All three of you are very brave yeah. people, and I, I honor you, and I, I thank you for sharing with us. But go ahead, brother
0: no no i think i appreciate you so basically yeah i am and i'll tell you the, i'll tell you what it's like how your body and your mind functions through this through the first seven days because it's been a week of war so the first day i was just shocked and i wasn't in my body and i it's t- you know my, my man my boy andre picked me up and I walked past his car about a hundred meters and he kept yelling my name, yelling my name. And I didn't hear him. I just happened to turn around and see him and he's yelling my name several times. And then I guess on the fourth or fifth try, you know, uh, you know, I heard him say my name and I went to him. I was in shock. The second and third days it was difficult to eat. I uh, wanted to vomit. I, um, I also, was just you know it was a dizziness and you started getting paranoia. So one, I'll give you a short story of it. Basically, I was looking outside of my window and I thought that a column of Russian troops were outside of my window. And
5: right? you know what, you're, you're you're exactly right because every time the the first couple of days after uh, the shit hit the fan, he's fucking Detroiters. The first thing you do is if you hear something strange outside, you think either one, somebody's coming. Or two, you think something's gonna fly through the fucking window? I did. That, that was the
0: whole thing. So listen, hey Aga, wait a minute. Like
1: I'm gonna get it, Aga. Listen to these these puppies. This is their first go around here. Yeah, yeah boy. that's what I'm
0: saying. This is, yeah. So y'all thought man. you were a
1: Hemingway, and it's fucked up. There's nothing gorgeous about it, right, Aga? We no, all, no, because
5: because because you have you have a house full of people. Well, we and, understand. And you have a my, big p- my point window. My
1: point is, brother, something. Aga and I have been through a few of these. Like it seems like the most important, the crescendo of being a journalist. And then once you do it, it's the saddest thing you can ever see that I, I, I don't like doing it. i you. I
0: don't, you know, and that's the thing. Yeah. Because the thing about no. it is that that night I was walking around the, my, my apartment with a knife and just thinking that somebody was looking at me through the, I guess like the peephole in the door. And I was looking, I was like 10 feet away from it and i had this knife thinking that somebody's going to break down the door and listen this is how my paranoid i was thinking that i'm going to use a knife to kind of take down you know like a group of russian soldiers right oh that's so you were going to bring
5: so so you were going to bring a knife to a gunfight
0: <laughs> yes literally but that's but see that yes yes literally but that's how my mind was working at the time and yeah a friend of mine called me just to kind of walk me through it and walk me out of it because ultimately what it was outside, it was just a bunch of people who shouldn't have been out there because it's curfew, you know. And so that was what that was. But then you go into the next, the following nights where you, your body gets over it and then you finally accept the fact that you're in this zone. And so what is actually, but, but, but here's the thing, it's actually healthy that you recognize this. It's actually unhealthy if you don't feel anything. Are so, you guys, let me, let me say this.
1: Say, uh, 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 I'm sorry, Tatus, Let me say this. This is important right at this moment. I want everybody, if they would not mind to think about those tens of thousands of women and children in thin shoes in the snow, trying to find some safety.
5: Like, I've seen it all.
1: You're like, you're, you're brave young men. Aga's a brave young woman.
4: Uh, I guess, as I understand, fifteen thousand people living in subway in Kiev, and the Ah. uh, president of uh, Kiev said that they are ready to host one hundred thousand people over there. The scale Mm -hmm. of it—it's a really big country, and it has Mm -hmm. been attacked from so many sides. And 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 we don't know how how the war. I mean, the war may expand and they, the Russians may try to occupy the whole country. I mean, they've well, put so much energy in the last years to build the country, to build the institutions, to, to,
5: to the, evolve the, the society. The, the problem is that the Russians thought they could take Kiev in three days.
4: Yeah.
5: And but, obviously yeah. that didn't yeah. work too well for them because the Ukrainians showed them, we can fight. And then they thought that the, that the president... Of Ukraine was going to pussy out because he's nothing but a comedian. And they thought, man, fuck that guy. We can handle him. Well, he, the, the Americans even said, listen, we will evacuate you. We'll send in a couple of our guys. We'll get you out. And you know what he said? His rating went from 73 to 92. He said, I'm not going anywhere. I'm standing right. I'm staying right here. Ratings. He, he said, have, I
0: need he said I need I need I need ammunition, ammunition. not a ride. Yes, he said I he said I, he said I need firepower
5: and I need men. But, but apparently I don't
0: need is, if he needs a ride,
1: I know Taras. <laughs>
2: exactly.
5: If he listen, <laughs> listen if get him out needs, of there in a Hummer,
1: man, with Michigan plates. If by if the, by ride, the way, Taras, um, how are the roads in the Ukraine? It's a it's a war well, zone. You got Michigan listen, plates. Listen. How are the roads? Terrible. Are they, as they're as bad terrible, as they are yes, in Detroit.
5: Worse. The roads in the roads in Ukraine are like the alleys in Hamtramck. <laughs> oh God,
0: <laughs> man, that's bad. <laughs> but they're worse. No, but, or, Charles, or here's like, the thing, guys: the worst of the worst are in the Carpathians. Like, well, you yeah, don't the Carpathians have a Jeep, are pretty bad. Yeah, us, let him speak. Yeah, but they're worse. though. they're worse. Because I'm saying I go through there all the time. I, I'm, I was just coming through them now, and and they're worse than any other part of the country. But what's actually making it more complicated now? is that you're going through multiple checkpoints. And so just going back and forth, you can go through 30 of them very easily because not only is the government or the military and the police have their own checkpoints, you have these volunteer groups. That you do have the volunteer groups. Village that also, yeah, they also have their own checkpoints. And they that can, they so do. Because Terrell, check-
1: Terrell, yeah. did, did they... every uh, Taurus, let me ask him. Terrell, did they put a gun on you?
0: Yeah, man. Yesterday it did. And I'll tell you how it happened, man. It didn't make any sense. So yesterday I was going, you know, we were taking this family to, um, the border and we were, I think we we're like, um, uh, yeah, this is day one. And so basically, uh, I forgot the town that we were in. I think it was near, uh, Vin- Vinica, um, a village, a town outside of that city. And it was a pit stop. You know, we we're going to stop to get some whatever. And so the family went into the store, I saw a, a building that was um, that was kind of bunkered down a little bit and it looked like a, it, it looked like interesting visuals. So I did what I usually do, man. I was curious. So I went and I approached him slowly. I didn't have my camera on me. And so it was about like, I would say seven to 10 volunteer guys, you know, they weren't government. And so I went up to one guy and I, and then he was like, yeah, where, you know, you know, it's interesting. The first thing he said to me was, where are you from? He didn't say well, what's up? doing?" doing he said, where are you from? Now the thing about what's What'd interesting about it is that I'm in this little town. And so they may not be used to seeing a bunch of black people. I don't know what it was, but I guess I wasn't somebody he was commonly see that, that he commonly sees. I said I'm from New York. I said I'm writing, you know, I'm I'm writing, you know, American journalist. And he says, uh, and then I asked him, hey man, can I take a photo of this? And he says, no, you know, there are no journalists allowed here. So oh, I said, Oh cool.
5: man, you that was that was your fuck up right there because the the uh, Ukrainians when this day, when this started on day one uh, on Thursday morning, I uh, Facebook was bombing with pictures and videos of everything Facebook. and tanks moving around and the military guys getting ready. Okay, and where is this? Facebook. There, there was uh, uh, somebody posted on Facebook a picture of a, a convoy of like twenty or thirty tanks moving around. As soon as they posted it, he took it down within two minutes because. They don't want, the Ukrainian government doesn't want to show the aggressor where those tanks are and where they can be because the Russians have a way of tracking Facebook and, and with
0: geolocation right. and all okay. that. Okay, So they don't want it. Yeah, but, but here's the thing though, right? I lost control of this. It shit. depends on where, because it depends yeah. on where you go because ultimately I asked and the point of it is that the camera wasn't out. I didn't even take any footage. And so I walked away. And then there was another guy who I did not speak to that became very aggressive with me and started cursing at me and rushing and everything. And so he, so I said, okay, let me just walk a little bit more briskly. Um, and then he, this is a checkpoint. Okay. let me get on my, let me get on my, um, let me, yeah, let me get, let me get on my passport. Yeah. But anyway, I'll, I'll keep talking, but anyway, we're, we're at a checkpoint. Um, oh. so I'm going to put, put my up. no, we're, we're cool. We're cool. We're cool. But basically, well, well, I'm ask, I'm t- I'm to-
1: no, I'm totally cool. I'm in a basement in Ferndale.
3: Lower level, but I'd like to ask Terrell a question. You kind of skipped over just a little bit when you talked about how um, that you were responded to and you weren't sure if they were used to seeing a lot of black people. We keep hearing yeah, over yeah. here that you know some of the Nigerians or black people that are there Racist. are being are not being allowed to exit or are somehow being suppressed or oppressed or however you want to call well, it.
0: That's true. Yeah, can that's you true.
3: can you tell me the, the reality of, of those circumstances?
0: Wait yeah, a minute, yeah, wait yeah, sure, Terrell. I mean, before yeah,
3: she there, answers that, I have to
1: have that. an interpretation. What are you asking? Yeah, yeah. It, it is. It's, yeah, two, yeah, so, it's two black people talking. And you know, I mean, I, I got some black blood, but like, interpret for me, Karen. What did you just ask him, actually?
3: I'm I'm asking him because we keep hearing that black people that are trying to leave the country, black women, they're saying, no, let our women leave first, that they're being yeah, that's true. Uh, really? Yeah, so that's I, I want to know happened. what Great are question. the circumstances and the conditions for the black people there? Are those, are they being that's what I'm treated for. equally, fairly? What's happening?
0: No, um, okay. because they're, they're a side, they're a different side. So basically, I was at the border yesterday and what you see is, you know, you got Ukrainians on one side, then you got foreigners that are on the other, and and here's the thing that makes it complex, right? Like with me, I didn't have any issues because I'm American, you know, and so my passport takes me like wherever I want to go. So even though I'm, um, you know, you can't, I could be anything. I could be from Nigeria. I could be from wherever. You but you're still my black. Passport, mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. But what I'm saying is that when you get to the border, it's a different thing because I'm not, you know, because pa- at the end of the day, regardless of what it is, my password gets me through. You got my password, right? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so it gets me through. By the way, hey, listen, if I have to go off, it's because these guys are jumpy and these are volunteers. Some I hear, oh, there's this again. But, 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 no, 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 no. Yeah, but basically, hold on one second. Okay. Let's listen in. So yeah.
1: Let's listen
0: Mm-hmm. All right, cool. It was no problem. So they yeah, just eat. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's cool. So they're they they, they they're fine. But basically, um, so I'll just tell you what I'm seeing right now. You know, you have. Wait, these, did you understand that? Did preserves? you understand that? Uh, A volunteer? A volunteer. Oh yeah, volunteers. Yeah, volunteer. Yeah, yeah, I could tell. So basically, we I'll tell you what. we I'm going to tell you what I'm looking at because I can't show you. Okay. But basically, you're, there are a lot of checkpoints, and so uh, around these little villages, and so w- where I'm just looking at right now are a group of, a group of the local volunteers um, where the government basically. <laughs> hey, Terrell. So, yeah. Do you guys have keys plates? <laughs> I I yeah, we cat. do. Okay. yes, yes, we know we got Michigan place. Yeah. So basically they're going through every vehicle, searching it, um, you know, security reasons, et cetera. Because the thing is that a lot, you know, you have several tours that have come through here and they fake to be, you know, civilians and they ambush these, um, you know, they ambush these um, these checkpoints. Right. Just to cause chaos. And so hold on, let me see if I can give you something real quick. you see this something, something. see it yep, sure nice. do you see it, yeah, so these are the so basically these are looks like a dreary dreary
1: um yeah it, it looks like a town in Kansas, like four yeah, corners yeah.
0: I mean pretty pretty much right, so flat. basically you go through it, and this is what holds, and so this is what holds up a lot of the traffic, and so a trip that could take you what matter of six hours can take you 18. But at any rate, let me finish that point. You're, you're absolutely correct about the mistreatment and differences, you know, in how the African students have been treated. And in fact, when I went to the, uh, I would say my experience, like when I went to the border again, because I'm American, yeah, I am black, but your passport is a game changer. And so I wasn't, I was escorting a family anyway. Right now, if you are somebody that's a student, um, their whole thing now during a refugee situation, they're just supposed to let you go through anyway. But the problem is that there are a couple of things here. One, if you are a man between the age of like eighteen and say I think forty or fifty or something, they expect you to stay in and fight. So you can't. So you can't leave anyway, right? That's the thing. And then they had, they, you know, they did prioritize women and children. Now again, there's a reason for that because the women and the children are not necessarily going to be there to fight, and then they're they're considered a liability just to be. I hate to talk about human beings like that, but in a war, that's just the way it is. But then you got the other people, the, the, um, then you got the other students. And so everybody's trying to compete for space on a bus, right? That's ultimately what it comes down to. They're competing for space on a bus to get to Poland, Slovakia, Romania, Hungary. And yeah, they are prioritizing their, um, stu- and, you know, not only prioritizing their, the, you know, their citizens on the Ukrainian side. But yeah, you see, I mean, you you see, and people have reported, and I've seen this where people are complaining about not only just not being stopped, but just the way that they're being treated and the racism that came behind it. That is happening. Well, right? we that got definitely is happening.
1: We got all so, that in the war zone when we're all supposed to be together, you know.
0: And it's yeah, but, it, but it's not like that. No, I know it ain't. And so too. I've been so so I'm I'm talking with a few people in the you know, you know, MPs. And here's the thing, man, like just from my own reporting from me to you. They acknowledge it. Right. I mean, I spoke with a couple of people and I'm like, yo, you know what's going on there? Like, yeah, we know. And so he said, we understand this chaos. We don't you know, we we, we don't like it, feel bad about it. And we're working really hard to address it. So I'm just giving you exactly what a couple of people in, in government told me. So, I mean, at least to me, they're not running away from it. Um, but I'll tell you another thing, too, that I see at the border. Um, a lot of, you know, the police and like the, like the professionally trained military are cool. It's the guys and the, um, what do you call those guys? The uh, militia,
1: man. Look, the militia. militia. They're the ones. they're the
0: asshole. Yeah. Right? But they're now watch assholes. this. let look. Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. Let me get control of this show back. They're the ones that are let me get control of this show back. Here's what's going on. Y'all looking for a way you want to get over there. You want to be part of it. Yeah. Looking to be a man. You want to fight something you don't understand. You want to root, but there, this, but this is this is what's going to happen. You're going to walk into something you don't know in a in a dreary dark town. You can't speak the language. Be real careful before you get on that that plane to Warsaw and take that fifteen euro ticket to the border. Be real careful. What I think we need to do in this country is decide: is, is this a television show, or is this the most cataclysmic event to hit Europe? which when Europe goes up in flames, the whole world goes up in flames. I think we know history. We have to decide what it is. Is $6 a gallon worth it in the midterm. It's not short term. It's not short term. Well,
5: and we can't even get fi- – I don't know how, about Terrell, but the normal cars, obviously, my Michigan plates uh, come in handy sometime
0: because yeah, I, they do I mean, yeah yeah
5: they they give me they say well we have a five gallon limit fi- uh five gallon limit i'm like look at my truck yeah. you how are you going to give me
0: five gallons i'm going to go two miles and stop yeah you gotta go to but you gotta go listen we, we've gone through the same thing right so listen you know they have limits so i think what they have like um so andre i think they have like five liter limits and like 10 liter limits like that it's it's yeah. twenty yeah, so like, liters yeah. Well, no, 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 no. It's lower. No, no, it's more. Like we we didn't we wish we could get 20 liters, right? So okay, like well, we, it's,
5: it's 20 liters out by the wheel. Oh,
0: okay. okay. Well, it depends on where you go. You know what I'm saying? It's gas station to gas station. And so we can get some places it's five, some places it's 10. And so what we, it's
1: a fucking war zone, guys.
0: we've done is we stop you go, you go to anytime the... we get to a certain level, you know, just to make sure that we stay full. We stop at a gas station like every 30, 40 minutes, something like that, just to make sure we stay, we're, we're at the top. Just in uh, case. You know? Yeah. And so we add up like... Uh, but, Andre, uh,
1: Andre, hook it up with the military, dude. That's going to be the move. That's going to be the move in about a week. The gas stations ain't going to work. You're going to need to hook up with the military or you need to hook up with CNN. Because them motherfuckers got all the liquor, all the gasoline, all the caviar.
0: Oh hell yeah! I know that man. Like they don't. And know, all the fashion. beer. They got all yeah, of it. All of it. I'm I'm
1: in fucking Iraq. It's a dry country. You you gotta go beg CNN like to the fucking czar. Can I can I get a fifth of whiskey? <laughs> you know what I mean? Can I get a fifth of whiskey, please, Mister Zucker? You twat. You guys are. <laughs> you guys are stuck, man. You're you're in a war now, and I'm gonna do this. Let me do this. I love you guys. You're gonna be our correspondents. okay? And excuse yeah. me because I don't speak Polish. I don't speak Ukrainian. I speak Russian. That's what they told me as a yeah. kid, too. But I, uh, Ya Aga. Spasibo I do. I love you. I respect you. I'm gonna do this because we're now gonna move on. We got it. There's very big All things right. happening in the states, but I want to leave. The last word to Aga, Aga, some something to hold on to, something for us to consider, something to think about, and take us away. Uh, I will call you later, Taras. I will call you later, Terrell. But Aga, uh, thank right. you, the big respect. Listen, Terrell, I'm going to hook you up with Aga because she's a giant in journalism in Europe, a, an absolute giant. Okay. All right. Yeah, okay, perfect. No Cause doubt. you got a career going real quickly. Well, how can people donate to keep you there? Real quickly.
0: Okay. If you go yeah, yeah, you go to the top of my page on Twitter and you'll see my links to Cash App Venmo and and PayPal. And people can donate to support my work there because I'm independent and nobody's paying for me but me.
1: Okay. Um and what is your Twitter handle?
0: Oh yeah, Terrell J Star. T E R-R-E-L-L-J star, S-T-A-R-R. At least Detroit, man.
1: Detroit, Michigan. He's one of ours. Brooklyn, he's one of yours. Georgia, he's one of yours. Support the guy. Help him bring the information back and help a young dude get the career going. He's risking his balls. Um, Taras, I I will get a hold of you. We'll, We'll figure out what to do with you. Aga, please give us the philosophy.
4: Um... I don't have the philosophy. I have two things that I uh, I think are important for me, and I learned from here. First, is there is still place for sense of humor. Probably it, it reached you the, the 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 way the war is going on uh, in the internet. The, the sense of humor of Ukrainians is just amazing. I know it's war. And, and 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 maybe some people would think it's not right to 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 smile or laugh even but i think it's it's amazing and it's really funny and the second thing is um the self-organization uh i know you you in the us you 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 have been inspired by your walls um uh, anti uh, what was it called uh, um the protest in 2008, whatever. I mean, the way uh, Ukraine self-organized, the way they protest, the way they know that there are really negative and really scary scenarios, but despite that, they are determined to to fight in in whatever way they can and in whatever way they know to organize the solidarity among them. It's amazing, and and they've learned it. They have had so many revolutions and, uh, and so many protests that the society, it's, it's, it's truly in a way democratic. and it's, it's really inspiring in this moment. And I think it gives them strength and I think it gives them hope. And if you look into the polls, they really believe that they can win, that they can survive attacked by one of the biggest armies in the world.
1: And we'll leave it at that. It's uh, amazing. I'm thinking to the people
5: fight i need to i need to say a couple things that really have pissed me off i'm gonna give last, you i'm
1: gonna uh, give you one thing you get one thing that was a beautiful i said she got the, got the last word ham tramek i'll give you one thing go ahead don't mess with him don't mess with ham tramek and we'll leave it at that that's <laughs> it you man them russians a fuck man ham tramek in the house my man <laughs> yeah baby i'll be in touch with you listen man uh again i'll be safe please above all else. Okay, I'll say good night. Uh gentovre. Okay. Dobrovečir. Okay. No pomoženia.
5: Je páka.
1: Večerora. Okay. Ja ta titoje.
5: That's uh povodzenia, povodzenia. I'm trying.
1: I'm trying. Okay, see y'all, man.
5: Now that you now that you got what's it called? Can I finish what I was going to say? No cut it bye. We'll talk to you later.
1: Finish that oh, Coca-Cola.
2: Yeah. Oh, huh? yeah, it's he's of. yeah. he's great. Awesome. He's, <laughs> he's fucking hilarious. I just that whole hour, I'm just speechless.
1: Was that an hour?
2: Yeah, that was uh, unbelievable.
1: It really was. I, I, I mean, don't know
2: how they do that. And you really made. Don't it.
1: hang up, you guys. Just listen because we're going to let you know what's going on in the U.S. We, but we muted you, so stay
2: there. I like the point you made too about there's a lot of bitching about gas prices here. Yes. So I think I think most people would give up a couple of cents on the gallon. If we stop taking a couple cents, oil. I'm talking
1: two more dollars.
2: I, I think how people, serious are you? I think people would do it. instead of, you know, putting up messages on Facebook of support, you know, OK, uh, that helps you, too. let your pocketbook speak. You know, don't bitch about the gas prices except the, well, we, the, if, the if we do this,
1: the whole world is you can't have 16 year olds in Sweden making energy policy.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: We need 20 year focus on what to do. You can't, you can't set up a windmill and power the world. I want that. We all want that. Uh, but nobody in a position of leadership is willing to go there. We undid the planet in 20 years. It's going to take 20 years. Let's, let's start directing ourselves. But I don't hear that.
2: I, I, don't, I don't want to pay an extra $2 a gallon for a long time. But if, that, if, that's what it takes, if that's what it takes to choke them off, by all
1: means. Oh, dude, you're an American. You're going to be like this. Fuck it. I'm done. I'm done with it, okay. Well, Fuck the Ukrainians. You know
2: it. I'd like to think I wouldn't, but
1: yeah, you, you said I'd pay it for like two
2: weeks. I didn't say not say two weeks.
1: a Republican fucking fish snatch. I did over not say here.
2: two weeks. I'll just say that. He took. They took the shit right out of my mouth. It's I didn't get to taste the fish.
3: But paying $2 extra in a Honda versus $2 a week in a Hummer are completely sure. different things, depending on your gas consumption. Premium gas, that's a whole other conversation, Mark. That's why
1: I'm going to get a hold of Tardis. I know he's still there, but we're not putting him on. Yeah. He uh, is. But we, we got to raise him some money, man. Yeah. You. What do you think gas prices are going to do? Yeah, definitely. Okay, but I, I have neglected the underwriters of our program. Let me start out with Luke and the Rat Wacky. You're hearing what's going on. You're hearing about gas. Wheat just went through the roof. You gotta remember, Russia and the Ukraine are the wheat basket of the globe. Whoop, whoop, them buns just went up.
0: When it comes to securities,
1: You're talking about futures. You're talking about oil, You like the, the market's up and down. I mean, commodities, yeah. do not guess. Go to a professional, wealth manager. I'm, I'm also scared for my child I need to leave my child something Because the future don't look really great So I call Luke Nowacki 248-663-4748 For rational financial advice It's serious now I've been saying this For what, 175 shows?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: 175 shows, man, don't guess You're a clown if you are 248-663-4748
2: Also, you need those
1: roads fixed who could I call? You call ADR. Oh yeah. I bet you could get something done in the Ukraine, but I don't think he wants to try. But leave that music. I don't like that. After all, I'm talking about. Why can't we get the roads fixed here in Michigan? You know why? Because the government stinks, and the contractors got us by the balls, and the aggregate they're using is poor, and M.DOT is not. Put that back on. Is not inspecting. The roads, as per the contract, if the state wanted to get its business together. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want your roads fixed, you start shouting ADR.
2: ADR.
1: ADR. ADR. Already A-D-R. 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 the damn roads. Already to damn roads. ADR. A-D-R. Call Barry Tuck, Fix the damn roads. Two four eight three one eight. 9424.
3: One more time. ADR. 94. Already 94. the damn roads. Oh, probably your cheerleading experience is <laughs> Thank probably you. valuable right now. 248
1: 318 9424. Finally, Hall Financial. What, give me the music. I didn't, when I tell you to turn off the music, that's when you turn off the music. Turn off the music. Okay, put on the music. Turn off the music. Turn on the music. I'm getting you ready for the front. These are are mental push-ups. okay. (laughs) Listen, you got a lot of equity in the house. You're hearing what's going on. I used to tell you, maybe you want to redo the kitchen, right? Maybe you want to upgrade to a higher house. Think about this one, folks. Your house is valuable. Interest rates are still low. They're still low. When I bought my house in 2008, the interest rates now are lower. What about a nest egg? Hmm. What about put some cash in there? At a low interest rate. You know, think about the world, what did I tell you? It's still there. Okay. It's still there. Think about this. Cash is king. Yeah. Markets up and down like a washwoman's ass. No, you don't have to do reverse. Well, maybe you want to do reverse mortgage. I don't know if Hall does those, but I know. They have 5,000 five-star reviews. I know they can get this done for you in eight days. I know the appraisals are free. Think about it. I'm not, There's not no heavy push. Think about it. You have an asset. You're a little bit thin in the bank account. Think about it. I'm holding debt now. You know that? Really? I, I got a low interest loan. I'm sitting on the cash, waiting for interest rates to go up. If my interest rate is lower, than the current interest rates the bank's paying me to be holding debt Hmm. think about these things think people don't be caught up don't be having to walk down a highway looking for gas
2: call hall that's
1: what i'm doing 866 call hall or chat with them online at callhallfirst.com i hope that was all right david (laughs) i'm I'm just getting real now man
2: i'm not ready to think i gotta do more mental exercises
1: right yes but you're very good at look at you you want a fish sandwich Maybe that Republican operative over there will barf it up.
2: Then no, I don't. I want a fresh one from American.
1: It is Lent. Maybe he knows Jesus, and it comes back fivefold. I don't know. Karen. Yes. I promise you, I won't eat my dog.
3: Thank you. I appreciate that, and so does he.
2: <laughs> oh, Rupert, he wouldn't care. I see.
3: Would Charlie? He would. That's, just... that, that's cool, but and uh,
1: we 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 get it. I want have a, a friend his yeah. name's Evan. He lives in he lives in Astoria, Queens, New York. He's Greek and they take him over to the old country every now and then. And for the summer, as Greeks do, they go over there for the summer. He had a pet lamb. They gave him a pet lamb. Evan had what? a little lamb, little lamb, <laughs> little lamb. Evan had a little lamb and his grandpa made him eat him. Delicious. And he wouldn't
3: need it. Do do, do you think this maneuver around the gas is to push the narrative for the EVs? No. Oh,
2: Karen's trying to segue. That is a good segue, though. It's a
3: great segue. (laughs) I'm trying to get you guys back on track. Let's go. (laughs) This is the track. Is it? (laughs) This
1: is the track. There's no... That's why this show is so incredible. That's why you out there are so beautiful. Because we're smart, and the rest of them are dumb. Thank you, the people from the war zone for spending yeah. some time here. It's late at night there. It's, it was very cool. Let me, let me, let me bring it back here. Let me, let me tell you about politics in the state of Michigan. Okay? Right there. The new COVID strategy for vulnerable Democrats appears to be Stuff the whole dark episode in a political duffel bag, toss it into the river and move on. I quote here, the more we talk about the threat of COVID and onerously restrict people's lives because of it, the more we turn them against us and show them we're out of touch with their daily realities. That from a memo from Impact Research, a consulting firm advising Democrats in this year's elections. It goes on to say, take credit for ending the covid crisis phase of the covid war and fully enter the rebuilding phase that comes after any war which is good advice change the subject don't remind people of the lockdowns here in michigan that shuttered businesses and sequestered our children move on to the next war in ukraine hand general motors a billion dollars in incentives and hold a press conference send lieutenant Governor Garland Gilchrist out in a suit to stare stupidly into potholes. Do anything. Just move on. But I'm not ready to move on. That would be moral bankruptcy. Because here in Michigan, there is still the matter of the nursing home dead.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Governor Gretchen Whitmer and her health executives continue with the big lie that her nursing home policies saved people's lives. Her army of sycophants and pillow fluffers continue to pump out the now-debunked narrative that, number one, her policies were so effective that deaths in long-term care facilities in Michigan are below the national average. And two, Even though Whitmer signed an executive order requiring nursing homes to accept infected patients still hot with COVID into homes where people were healthy, they say that policy was never implemented. But Big Gretch is gaslighting you. The sick were, in fact, commingled with the healthy. You might remember those nursing home hubs. Let me let that sink in. Remember the hubs? those 21 hand-selected nursing homes of last resort in Michigan that accepted the COVID sick from the hospital when there was no other place for them to go. You remember?
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. That Sp- cost homes, a lot of money.
1: Though, you know how much money we gave them? $4 million. Jesus. That's how much money we gave them for just 21 homes to protect. Somehow this was going to work. Hanging in plastic sheets. Those homes were supposed to be special. Places that had separate nursing and janitorial staff and separate and isolated wings following special protocols because there were healthy but vulnerable elderly people living in the hubs too. So they're going to do an extra special job. Somehow, the worst facilities in Michigan were going to do an extra special job. So now... Comes The exclusive news, which is why you tune in here and you all know, according to additional data from that Auditor General's work product obtained by me from state legislators, those hubs failed to report 20% of their deaths. Put another way, one in five bodies were not counted as COVID deaths. They evaporated. You know that. We told you this as it was going on. But Whitmer and the press continued with the big lie, and that's called mainstream media information. That's the lie, not us. We're not some right-wing crackpot. We're we're not some left-wing goofball. We're regular. We work hard all week. It's not settled should we be surprised. Many of these nursing home hubs were never good to begin with. Half of them received below or far below ratings in their Medicaid grades before the pandemic and nine flunked inspections during it. You hear me? Wow. Half of them were bottom of the barrel garbage and half of them flunked the inspections By the time the state decided to stop being afraid and getting back in there and taking a look. We've been through this. Whitmer assured us she made pandemic response decisions based on science and data. We now know the data was bullshit, even in the so-called hubs that the Whitmer administration insisted were well-equipped and well-monitored. Keep in mind. The independent report from the state auditor general, remember that one, Mm -hmm. showed at least 2,400 more people dead in the state's collective nursing home facilities than Whitmer officials still won't acknowledge. A full 42% higher than the self-reported count by these facilities, which means Michigan is well above the national average and there's a bunch more we're not even counting. So that puts Whitmer in the hall of COVID shame right next to the bust of Andrew Cuomo in New York. Mm. This doesn't seem to bother the flapping fish of the corporate media who continue to bite the establishment line, hook, line, and sinker. Some want you to believe the Auditor General is a crank partisan hack. The truth is the Auditor General no, no never, not so much, as voted in a partisan primary or donated a single dime to a candidate. Never. What he is, is a decent and qualified public servant who does math for a living. Caught out amplifying the governor's bullshit line throughout the pandemic, the press, to its great shame, has doubled down on spreading Whitmer's nursing home double talk even when confronted with the mathematical evidence. You wrote lines and lines of this shit. And then you wanted to poo-poo it away. Shame. Now we're all supposed to forget this ever happened. Uh Uh-uh. The latest polls show that less than 50% of voters approve of Whitmer. Not good. But My my guess, she'll probably win re-election if the gaggle of goofball Republican challengers is any indication. They don't seem interested in nursing home victims beyond a political talking point or two. They're more intoxicated by the scent of Trump's loafers than the actual business of ideas and governance. They tie themselves in knots trying to figure out ways to promote Trump's own big lie so as not to offend the big orange, without directly admitting it, so as not to offend sensible voters like you and me, come November. And every Michigan GOP bigwig I talk to knows it. Every night, they call me, I got to get out of bed. The party is collapsing in Michigan. The executive director who was critical of the Trump big lie, showed himself the door last summer because the the right, the Republicans, are taking sniper fire from the far right when you're supposed to be looking left. That's all it is. Sniper fire. There are no ideas out here. The Michigan party chairman can't even bother to be here, reportedly off canoodling in California. Swear. Two of the bigger campaigns in the Republican primary are being run by out-of-state sleazeballs. A third candidate is lying about his birthday on the internet dating site trying to score women half his age. This is true. What? This is true. I got it. You know I got it. It's going to be a fun summer that wasn't so fucking sad because it's all good copy. It's all good for business. The weirder it gets, the more than no bullshit news hour he eats. <laughs> but what about the dead? They're gone. But they're not forgotten.
0: I promise.
1: Oh, hi, guys.
3: This is my thing. A- at the end of the day, candidates, elected officials are really approaching their constituents as though they're stupid. They're treating them like they're stupid. And if we don't respond differently, then we're responding as though we're stupid. I mean, they're not giving us any substance. They're not treating us with any respect. They're telling us something one day and completely completely ignoring it the next day. I mean, how long have we been talking about the holes in the road? How long have have you brought up very hard, justifiable data about the nursing homes, yeah. I mean, all of this stuff is can kicking and we're allowing them to do it.
1: And I, I, I resent being put in some position. I'm just a guy, like, you know what? The, the country's not that weird. If you can't vibe with the fact that it's fucked up, that the energy policy in Europe leads to a war, yep. that, that shipping my factory away leads to a war. You don't even know what these elites have done to you, but you know it's happened to you. And they send douchebag out in a suit to stare at a pothole. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, we're fixing the roads. You've done no such thing. You borrowed $4.5 billion on my child's future, and we've already piled $30 billion on her future. You didn't fix anything.
2: And the roads still. You
1: borrowed
3: it, and it's. <clears throat> the roads are worse now yeah. than they've ever been. They know what happens every year. This isn't anything new. It's like people in Michigan when they drive, where the first snow. You think they'd ever seen snow before. Like, this is nothing new, but every year we have this conversation like, oh, yeah, well, this time I'm going to do it. It's like the little kid that keeps doing the bad behavior. Yeah, I know I didn't do it yesterday, but I promise I'm going to do it this time. And we say, okay, let's see. No, I fixed three tires on three cars in less than a month because of potholes. These are low. No, and just no, it's unacceptable. It is unacceptable. Okay, yeah, yes.
1: Okay, now what? Because it's beyond partisan blame game. It's political blame game. Because Republicans have it, the Democrats have it, and the contractors own it. How thick is that? What are we paying for it? What is the aggregate in it? What, it, what is the life of the contract where you got to repair it if it breaks? And why is it we wait till the contract expires before we send the bureaucracy out to even investigate <laughs> if it's cracked? If you know anything, and I do, I've done a few of these things. I know more than these clowns running for, for governor. And in fact, the governor who has spent her whole career in government because her daddy's rich, and that's fine. You get to have a nice little sweet, I sit on the back bench of the the minority party. I don't really have any power. I never had to put a budget together, nothing. And now you're running it and look at it. Wow. Wow. I got a war in Ukraine. Why don't we all collect some gas and give it to terrorists? Because at least he's doing something, trying to save a couple lives. Get him some clean socks and stuff in his mouth. Man, that motherfucker does (laughs) <laughs>
3: he does talk a lot, he's
2: but he's awesome. He's I mean, great, he's the he's, best. That's yeah.
1: a, look, look, what we did today. That, yeah. that was
3: so sweet. Uh, but I like his personality. Like he wasn't sitting there; you didn't have to drag it out of him. And one other thing that uh, I like, well, Charlie. Um, nobody else on the show fucks up to you like that.
5: He's still there, one <laughs> step at a time, I guess. Uh, there he
3: is.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, There's no stopping him. He's back. First thing would be, you know, he
3: cool. raised his hand. Oh, let him yeah, in! What are we um, talking
1: about? He's on the phone. He's, oh, okay, cut him off.
2: Right, yeah, mute him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's that's my man.
2: I'd too. vote for him. And Can he come back and run for governor? Fucking
1: yeah, man! He like fix the damn roads. Fuck it, <laughs> get a two thousand three Hummer. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> Which brings me to
1: this. Before we're gonna wrap up with uh, Zach Scroll, one of our guys here at the No Bullshit News who's Hour, who's you know mining the deep internet of the Ukraine, bringing you sights and sounds that you have not been given by mainstream media. You're getting that same ridiculous loop. But before we do that, let me play just a piece of President Biden's State of the Union address this week. This is nationwide and it means a lot to us locally, hit
5: it. Companies are choosing to build new factories here when just a few years ago they would have gone overseas. That's what's happening. Ford is investing $11 billion in electric vehicles, creating 11,000 jobs across the country. GM is making the largest investment in his history, $7 billion to build electric vehicles, creating 4,000 jobs in Michigan. Fake news! Really? Joe's
1: perpetrating fake news. I'm wondering if Facebook...
2: will pull it down.
1: ...is going to shadow ban him. <laughs> I'm wondering if YouTube is going to stick uh, put God. a sticker up there, fake news, because the real news... Is this GM came to us, Michigan, because we're the redheaded stepchild? We don't want to be in Michigan anymore. Gen- uh, Jennifer Whitmer. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Whitmer same was embarrassed. Same, same difference. Was embarrassed that Ford is going to Tennessee. Yeah. So they couldn't line up fast enough in an election year. The Republicans and the Democrats signing non-disclosure agreements, government deal. Remember, we reported on that. We're gonna give them one billion dollars in COVID money. Fucking COVID money. Let me bring it back around. That's supposed to go to nursing homes. That's supposed to go to nursing homes. Cause these things are
2: no, we're, we're moving beyond that.
1: Okay? Right. We gave him a billion dollars on the promise of, <laughs> what did Joe say? Seven billion dollars in investment and four thousand jobs.
5: <laughs> Charlie,
1: Charlie. Uh oh, uh oh. Hold on, Taris. Tar- Taris alert. I-, I
5: was on an international phone call. I heard by. I heard, uh, I, you know, I'm beginning to like, uh, Karen Dumas. <laughs> <laughs>
2: because, well, we love her. Because, not uh, to be- beginning. To uh, like- yeah, we love her.
5: <laughs> <laughs> she said, she said, I got some clout because I can, I can, uh, I was able to, uh, Overtalk you, I guess. Right? <laughs> now Now listen, which, which gonna, is the
1: aim of any show? <laughs> yeah, right. it really is. Talk over the host. <laughs>
5: yeah, just, just just
1: go off into the sunset. I mean, I can't wait to listen to this. No,
5: sorry, I, no. I, the reason why I wasn't listening completely was because I was actually arranging my uh, some of my transports for tomorrow wow. because I have a, uh, I have a mother with three kids that I have to actually take across the border.
1: Okay. Thank, so thanks try, for that. Wait, well, hold on a second.
5: That.
1: Breaking news. <laughs> yes. Terrace is uh, taking a mother across the border tomorrow.
0: Thank million. you for
1: that interject. Now back to the news. Okay. <laughs> Is he muted? Did you see
5: that tank I yesterday, you, by the way? Yeah, 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 yeah man.
1: We're gonna, we, we, we got to we gotta get out of here. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Where was I? Oh, yeah. So what GM really did, Joe, hey, Joe, this is what you got to know. I mean, Mr. President, GM, it was the slip to Mickey and the politicians did it, too. The real number of investment is not $7 billion, mm-hmm. It's $3 billion. The number of jobs is not 4,000. It's 3,200. And those 3,200 jobs have to exist for six months. (laughs) This is bullshit. This is why Elon Musk gets mad.
2: Yeah, he should have been mad.
1: And he says, we created 50,000 American jobs, and our investment is double what Ford and GM are pitching currently.
2: And Tesla's all assembled here, right, in the States? i mean, just asking, right? Well, I think that was another reason. No, 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 This is the mad. no bullshit news hour, and you're faking like you no, don't I, know this. I don't. I, I honestly, I you don't. You said it pre-show.
3: He didn't say he asked.
1: You know what he's doing, Karen? What? He's just trying yeah. to set him up like he's like it's smart, like the show's organic, and
2: like, G Charlie, because <laughs> well, I was gonna say, do you know everything I was in the world. Say, don't think yes, all the- I do. You know what? That's exactly right, Mark. Because you told it to me. I was gonna say an that hour ago. Don't think at all their parts in here but I don't think they get all their parts from the states.
1: You're a very smart guy. Just take credit cuz I don't know.
2: Okay.
3: According to our <laughs> That's why he was pissed. built in China. So
2: They are built in China. So, <laughs> there,
3: there's
2: one more oh, I guess I don't one.
5: know.
1: Is that Tetris? <laughs> Tetris. Okay, look. But here's the other part of it. As we reported, what was it? 2 weeks ago when, when Eric Starkman was on the yes, business right. nailed it, yeah. Hey man, look to me like Ford is getting ready to split the company. And they come out this week and they say, we're going to bifurcate the company under the company's banner. We're Mm going to have electric vehicles over here. We're going to have internal combustion engines over there. And we're going to keep them under the blue oval. It's going to be called Ford Plus.
2: What is this? Everything's a plus. It's like an HBO app. Everything's a plus. (laughs) Ford Plus.
1: Okay. What does this mean? I don't care. I've been here long enough. I'm smart. I study finance and economics that to me and to wall street sounds like you're getting ready to split them because what uh, what's his name jim farley this yes. he,
3: mm-hmm.
1: what he's saying is we're going to definitely shrink the gasoline engine that's that's going to go away and we're definitely going to bolster evs now we've talked about the grid i don't I, I think this is a just candy land right it's too soon we need a 20 year plan Okay, so you're going to split them, you're going to start laying people off. you're going to bleed the internal combustion engine side, what it actually makes you money. you're going to borrow on that fucker, you're going to slam all the debt on it. Mm-hmm. then you're going to sell it off for what it's worth, probably the F150, the oh, oh and the biggest seller F150. And the biggest new seller, the the, the, oh, big the lightning is the Mustang Mach E. Oh, that one, yeah, the electric Mustang built in Detroit, Mexico, Detroit, Mexico. It's it's called Hermiosa. It ain't here. Who you fooling, dude? So, oh, we remain committed to Detroit. That's great. We got a big green glass building in in Dearborn. Dearborn right? And it's going to have 100 executives that have to fly in once a month just to touch ground and get the fuck back to California. Because that battery factory, that whole electric campus is going to be in Kentucky and Tennessee. I already know, dude.
3: What happens to the train station, Charlie? That's supposed to be the the, the core of the EV efforts and operations.
1: Remember when they sold that to us? That's what it was going to be. Now Ford won't even put its name on it and it's going to be a a Google. campus of cafes and yeah. internet startups and shit and we, we get to assume more debt on that fucker wake up <sighs> I have an announcement yeah
3: breaking, breaking news. news
1: Yeah. Q I'm still thinking really hard on running for governor of Michigan on an independent ticket I promise you this I will read. Keep it going. Again. <laughs> I promise to read everything. I promise <laughs> you don't not have to. to make false promises. I promise that nothing can be fixed in a day. I promise that I understand how government works and that I would not be a czar. I promise that if we can't fix the roads, we won't borrow to patch the roads. I promise to get along. I promise. I promise to care about your kids and your old people. I promise that I know what I'm talking about. And when I don't know what I'm talking about,
3: I don't talk about. So do I get to be Lieutenant Governor Charlie?
1: Karen, everybody in this fucking town is calling you to run their shit for free. (laughs) This is the true life of Karen. Oh, but we got to put together a segment of Karen's missives like her Facebook smells like a votive candle in the toilet. <laughs> the only person you can lean on is yourself, unless you see guy puts prints in his hand next to you. Then you knew you, you were never leaning on anything.
3: Well, Charlie, listen, <laughs> if you are governor and I become lieutenant governor, I promise I will not go out and patch up any hole anywhere.
1: <laughs> no, but but you know, Gilchrist isn't either. I mean, I just need you to dress okay. better than him. <laughs>
3: That's crazy. That photo op was, that was insulting. I mean, it was really insulting.
1: Childish. No one buys it either. Childish. I mean, it's childish, right? Yeah. I want to see the fucker at a desk, like an LBJ picture, (laughs) and there's a bunch of stuff on there, and he's got a pencil in his hand. That's what I want to see. Uh -uh. Uh Uh Jacko telling me he's from Detroit. You're from Farmington. Listen, Farmington, aren't you offended Aren't you offended?
2: Why, that it claims Detroit?
3: What a great community. Detroit's great. Oh, no, you know, I don't go for that, Charlie, at all. Because I was about to get your boy until he said he was born at Hudson Hospital. I was going to say, Hamtrak is not Detroit. I, I don't, <laughs> you don't, we don't do that. So he he got a pass. He was born here. He's a native Detroiter. But yeah, all of that. If you don't live here, you can't claim here.
2: Yes. Hudson Hospital. I, I knew that. I was just and inviting I, him to come I back. Know,
3: I sh- <laughs> Be quiet. I got your back, Terrace. Just sit there. Be good. <laughs> look at that that's a good lieutenant
1: governor I go like this uh, take it up with the lieutenant and she goes "Mm, just sit there
3: I got it
1: just sit so basically here's the deal it's more corporate kleptocracy that bought the, the process and they're giving you bullshit press conferences we all know come on I got a mom man she's real smart you don't have to solve everything you have to acknowledge the situation. Is that right, Karen?
3: You have to be a leader. Leaders are not expected to be magicians. Leaders aren't expected to solve everything. They're expected to, you know, be strategic, be honest, be accessible. Uh, and, and help lead us and navigate through the challenges that we're presented with. I mean, we aren't expecting her, you know, to come in with, you know, Glinda the Good Witch and fix everything. That's not possible. But don't act like we're stupid and don't keep doing the dangling the carrot before the horse because we drive the roads. We see what's going on with the nursing homes. We see the challenges that businesses are going through. Like, we're not stupid.
1: Yeah, and we're all sitting there getting fed shit. And everybody's smart enough now to be like, I'm being fed shit. yeah. Do you watch it and go, I'm being fed shit. That ain't, that ain't what's going on. Do you see that? Do you see that? Yes. Karen, do you see that? Yes. Hey, hey, Hamburglar, do you see that?
3: Who's a Hamburglar? Yeah, oh, you I got see a stole- <laughs> <laughs> I
1: love
6: this fucking
1: guy. I'm going to Ukraine. Like, uh, I had a guy who's on my Facebook. I'm like, hey, let's go to the Ukraine. Like, he's Hemingway. And I'm like, I got us a ride. Yeah,
3: he's ready to go. <laughs> Just
1: bring a gas card. So when do we talk to no. Zach?
3: He's sitting here so patiently waiting, and he looks like, okay, are you going to talk to me, ha, or wait, am I have, just here for my good looks? What's, yeah, what's well,
1: there been? you go. That's what I was going to get at. Have we been uh, basically cutting into him and cutting away from him? No. We, why? Because he's hunky. Oh, got, it, cut, cut to the I don't him. know about he's you guys, him, but there's, there's, there's the Vikings uh, there series is. part two, Valhalla. It's yeah. like number one on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. I love Viking shows. Look at him.
2: This is our Viking Central casting Vikings. Yeah,
1: you know how the, uh, the Vikings would row of course, mm-hmm. the northern sea with the iPod ear things in
2: there. You know what I mean? It really made the day go. <laughs> iPod. Like the reception's <laughs> I just, bad. I just realized he's wearing the iPod headphones. That's why he said that.
1: <laughs> Hello, uh, the reception's bad. Row, row, row. We're close to England in the cell tower. row, roos. Oh, by the way, a little history lesson. Roos is the Nordic word for row. Like row, row, row. Rus. Rus. Russia. Russia.
2: Hmm.
1: Russia. The Vikings took it. Kiev. They founded it, right? Right. It's on the Dnepr River. That's a Viking settlement. They got all the way to the Silk Route. The Vikings are some bad motherfuckers just throwing that out there anyway
2: just like zach
1: <laughs> yeah uh zach what up bro hey how's it going good man um give us your last name scro like short sort of short for what
2: <laughs> uh it
6: just S G R O. I know three consonants in a row it's not great when but. I
1: first met him he goes it's scro like scrotum <laughs>
6: <laughs> I was trying to avoid it
1: <laughs> alright man Yeah, I, I'm hoping he's gonna be an uh, intimate part of uh, our group here we're trying to grow this bitch lots of big news I'm gonna save it cause we're getting contacted by big companies now I'm gonna leave it at that okay. breaking news <laughs> look what we did <laughs> look what we did we scored the Ukraine. Uh, put potatoes up. Hey, Terrence, you there? Yes, yes, I'm here. Yeah, Charlie, I'm here. Okay, mute him again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> These damn mental What's exercises. Up,
1: okay, so Zach, um, Zach has got a lot of skills. So here's what Zach did on his own. Basically, bro, you were monitoring social media, deep stuff going on in the Ukraine. Tell us what you were doing.
6: Yeah, so I mean, there's there's a Russian-made app that I've had for a number of years. Let's call it what it is. It's just a shit-posting app. It's for funny stuff. It's for people dicking off anonymously, uh, posting stuff they'd never send on like Instagram and whatnot. And uh, around Saturday, Sunday, I started seeing a lot of footage coming out of Ukraine, pro-Ukrainian of course. um, And then that's when I reached out to you. I said, hey, let should I try and vet these? You gave me the green light, and then I reached out to four or five different accounts, um, all of which got back to me. Some would send me some pretty bunk stuff, others sent me really great stuff. Uh, and apparently, according to their screenshots and what they would give me, these are all videos that are floating around the Ukraine via Telegram between freedom fighters, soldiers, and citizens alike. Um, so, some a- of the videos also
2: from the Russian okay,
6: so
5: Ministry of
2: Defense. Yeah, uh, how do I? Is that Taurus again? I, uh, yeah, so to... Can you mute Taurus for the fiftieth time?
5: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so... <laughs> Who's in
2: charge of muting Taurus? Joe. Joe. He Joe, no, he, has, he has repeatedly muted him. I'm just letting you know.
1: Well, this guy's got some secret account where he can override the mute. <laughs> Continue, Zach. So you you got this kind of deep, broken down forgotten app and there's real shit going on and that you tried your damnedest to verify everything. Absolutely.
6: And some real hardcore shit. Um, but there was even some, some really hopeful videos that I, I sort of nested within the video, uh, that I sent to you that I'm surprised haven't been all over the news. Um, like Ukrainian citizens walking down tanks, walking them back peacefully. Um, then there's the exact opposite of you know, hellfire of Molotovs hitting Russian artillery going through the streets. So there's people hiding behind like cardboard
1: boxes throwing Molotovs in this thing. It's it's really amazing stuff. And again, (laughs) we're trying to make sure this isn't from the Chechen war. You know, we're actually trying to work here. If we make a mistake, we'll tell you. But we're trying our damnedest. We're not, you know, we're not just, we're, Everybody in here is working their ass off because we respect you. And we have a lot of thanks to give you for spending a moment with us. So, having said that, Mark, tell people where they can see this, where they can get a (laughs) t-shirt.
3: Do the commercial. I still don't have one. (laughs) Where? This is called
2: Uh, strange silence. On the internet. (laughs)
3: <laughs> that's profound
1: what
2: is this <laughs> what do you mean where they, where they can get it
1: yeah you can download us on iTunes give oh, us five that. stars and you feed mean- it but and, and, <laughs> and if you want to see the stuff you can go on our YouTube account and you always uh, you know we're being we're being uh gaslighted or whatever the fuck by Facebook but it's still there share 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 like YouTube.
2: yeah YouTube the Americas of Charlie the Duff yeah, uh, noBSnewshour.com is another good place Odyssey is on there as well um and yeah rate and review and subscribe if you can. And if you don't like the show, give it five stars and rip it apart in the comments. But give it five stars. Where? Uh, wherever you listen to your podcast: iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. And Everyone you, knows how to rate.
1: And if you're on Facebook, you know, fuck them, man. Yeah, like, we, yeah. we are blowing out everything you're supposed to do there. Like yeah, 50, 50% of the people that are even notified watch this fucker. You don't want to know what the average is? Six. Really? Yeah, they just... Okay, fuck They're you anyway. work with. Fuck you. Because we got Terrace. You can't deny Terrace. Yeah, no, he's he's really there. Bam, Kramitz! <laughs> oh, yeah! Ah, this guy... <laughs> this guy...
5: God, I love him. I love he's him. Great. He's so what we are. You know what, Charlie? It would actually be perfect... <laughs> that's ...if, if you mute you... him. <laughs> now, let me tell you something. If you If you have balls, okay... You can get on a plane, fly to Warsaw. I'll pick you up in a Warsaw and drive you all the way across Poland in my Hummer mm. to, into Ukraine. Okay, listen. We have a
1: uh, – do we have a donate button?
2: Yeah, we do. Where's that at? Uh, Nobiusnewshour.com.
1: Okay, donate. I'm going. Okay.
5: Bring a couple canned hams. Easter's coming. And, and, uh, and donate so I can uh, – continue my uh, gas expeditions yeah. across where the should we
1: donate to you bro go ahead throw that in there real quick
5: oh um cash app dollar sign four five seven 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 do you have a site that where it is
1: is it on your like twitter yeah, you twitter or
5: something? no i don't have i'm not that uh i'm not that popular i don't have that much clout I just I got can't, a Facebook. I can imagine that.
1: Put it on your Facebook. Put, your Facebook. Put a link yeah. on your Facebook. I'll, I'll send you two hundred bucks.
3: And Charlie, let me say this too. Terrell is also on Cash App. I just sent him some money um, as her. well, but personally. Um, but or
5: maybe I could just I I could I can text it to you and you uh, yeah I'll, I'll figure something out. Okay, I don't well, interrupt
3: me, Terrence. I'm talking, <laughs> so hold on. I, I, I'm Karen, not, I'm, Karen, I'm, I'm going oh, oh, to apologize. I'm to apologize. I apologize. Back. You apologize okay. to Carrie. It's, it's all good. I was just saying that Terrell is also on Cash App as well as PayPal and uh, Venmo. So, yeah, and I, it may even be in, on his Twitter
2: page. It's pinned to the top of his Twitter page.
1: Madam Lieutenant Governor, he's apologized. Oh, I, I, I mean, accept it. Yeah, I mean, you're getting money. respect from he's a war zone. You're, you're, you're scaring a freedom fighter.
3: Uh, good. I, I, I've been known to, but that's good. No, Terrence is cool. That's all. It's all good. I appreciate that. If anybody
1: would have recognized her talent earlier, we could have avoided this whole Hutu Tutsi thing. Because <laughs> remember that I want to remind you that that was genocide. That was a massacre and nobody gave a fuck Rwanda. So we should give a fuck about every war going on in this world.
3: That's true. And
5: Charlie, can I say something without you yelling at me? Oh, you noticed that. <laughs> yes.
1: Okay. Go ahead.
5: There's one problem that I that I have witnessed in the last uh since this all started as as far as the US government is concerned. Okay, you got 10 so, seconds. So obviously you mentioned earlier that there is um, a million refugees that have already left Ukraine. Some of those refugees and if if people remember
1: uh, no, uh, you're going the, off on a
5: tangent. Make the point, man, because I got to get back to Zach. Way back in the '90s, there was uh, a problem with hello. Bosnia and Herzegovina. It's,
1: it's 2022, bro. Forget okay. the '90s. Make so, the point. Make so, a beautiful point.
5: So we're we're gonna we're gonna have an issue, maybe even in Michigan, because of the Ukrainian population, with people trying to come over as refugees. They're welcome. The U.S. Embassy, as long as they're not terrorists. Thank you. But the problem. Thank you. But the problem is the U.S. embassy in Poland is now so disorganized and there's nobody to control that disorganization. Leave and it. Leave it. Here,
2: stop.
1: Stop. Stop. Stop right there. You just gave us one. We will now look into the foreign core. And how they're handling this. How are you getting people out? There's not a United States Piece of territory at the border to get United
5: States citizens out. Are you aware of this? There, there is not. And and the and the other problem is Whoa. the other problem is that they they say they're telling U.S. citizens that we're at the border. They're not at the border. They're eight kilometers from the border. And if a U.S. citizen needs help at the border, how's he going to get eight kilometers in the cold weather? Well, no, he or I, she. I, I how are they going to get help from the embassy? And we're not getting
1: it. We'll leave it at that. Mr. Biden, we're coming. Ms. Stabenow, we're coming. Senator Peters, we're coming. Our congressional delegation, we're coming. Where are you? Thank you, Terrace. I uh, <laughs> Zach, introduce yes. the piece, please.
6: All right. This is a uh, series of videos I've received since Thursday uh, documenting a cut, firsthand cut. account. Cut, cut, cut. Bring him back up.
1: Did he cut? Yeah. With some energy, bro. <laughs> we'll fix Sorry. it in post. Let's, there's a war going on here. What, do, what is this?
6: It's a, solemn, it's a solemn occasion. There. Go on. This is a very solemn occasion. I, I've received a lot of videos since last Thursday uh, from Ukrainians on the ground and this is their story, this is what they're seeing out in the streets.
1: Thank you, man. Thank you for your work this week.
5: Ukraine
0: will with you. <laughs>
5: Геннадий, вам будет нанесен удар. Да, 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 да. Прием. Грабли, да, будем информировать.
1: Спасибо. Да, блядь, сидай, сидай, блядь, 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 блядь.
2: Are you, Are you scared? Of course. Что <laughs> там мразь? Опа. Ей,
5: давай, давай, покрути, Опа. покрути. Опа. покрути. Опа.